You're listening to SBS News. Thailand has just received a phone call offering some relief for his family amid a devastating natural disaster. For four days, they couldn't find them. I've just received the good news they found two people injured, but alive. God willing, they are going to find the rest of the family. The death toll has continued to climb past 22,000, yet there are occasional scenes of jubilation when someone is pulled alive from the rubble. Such scenes are becoming rare as the window for survival begins to close. Still, hope is also quickly giving way to anger. Turkey has been collecting an earthquake tax for more than 20 years, with more than $6.5 billion raised for disaster prevention. Questions are now being asked about where that money went and what may have been spent on building standards in the earthquake-prone country. Aidan Sizman, whose relatives are missing, says he needs answers about construction. I have spoken to construction workers who have been going in and out, and they say the top side of the building is solid, but the foundation is very bad. The foundation and garage. When those collapsed, that's when the building was flattened. The United Nations is now raising the alarm of a secondary disaster, with hundreds of thousands of people facing homelessness with little access to food or fuel. Hotels have thrown open their doors for some, but many are camped on the streets in sub-zero temperatures. Charity founder Ahmed Abu El-Shah says people in quake-affected Syria who were already struggling from years of bombings are now in an even worse position. The problem is there is not a single home that is inhabitable in Antakya, so the only shelter is the street. We have been here for four days, we sleep among the people in the streets at three degrees at night, and there is no place. Children, women, old people, some are seriously injured. These people are suffering twice these days. Australia has organised resources and teams to send to Turkey and Syria, with aid organisations doing what they can to help. Miriam Watt works for Australian aid organisation ADRA and is currently in the Syrian capital of Damascus. We've been able to provide over 5,000 ready meals, uh, mostly for people who are staying in the collective shelters at the moment. Today we'll have another distribution of uh, 500 uh, food parcels and we've just received additional funding to be able to to continue that. Uh, In Latakia we are trying to focus on the rural areas where not so much assistance has been able to reach so far. Back in Australia there are prayer vigils and food drives underway. Melbourne's Kerem Boudet says the Syrian and Turkish communities are thankful for the support. The community has quickly mobilised and snapped into action and there's been a phenomenal amount of aid uh, items collected for those in need in Turkey. It, it is a really, really traumatic time and the, the depth of devastation, it's hard to comprehend really. Meanwhile, another Australian who died has been named as 69-year-old Suat Bayram. He was on holiday in Turkey when the 7.8 magnitude earthquake struck and his family have been trying to find his body from Australia. Back in the quake-affected zones... There are others like the teenage daughters of a woman named Nutern who wait for a phone call of their own. We are not going to stop believing. We are still hoping. 
Maybe a miracle is going to happen. God willing, there's going to be a miracle. God willing, she's going to get out. Children need their mother very much. She has to get out. Deborah Grok, SBS News.